Good evening and welcome to another edition of 40 Issues of Football. If you hear any noise in the background, it's the two Butchon fans that are actually still in the stadium singing uh, in the temporary stands. Although they might actually be temporary fans as well, not really quite sure. Uh, we're, we're podcasting live, so to speak, from Butchon Stadium as uh, Butchon take on the, the soon to no longer be called the police team. It's uh, currently 1-0 to the police after a, a rather... Dazzling move down the left hand side. Apparently, next year they're going to be called the Asan Sting. <laughs> the Asan Sting? <laughs> the, but would they be pacing Chinchon? Okay, uh, the entry music tonight, Paul, was very interesting. Um, I know we always see this, but tonight, Century Music has something very important in your heart there. In my heart, maybe in your heart. Although, I guess in my heart as well, so given the amount of uh, goals that he scored against us this season. Was was top of the uh, K League scoring charts with half his goals coming against Seoul, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. So obviously the, the music was uh, Wham's "Wake Me Up" before you go go, which uh, was all about Thiago departing Songnam, which will probably be the most prominent feature on this week's podcast. To be honest, uh, Thiago left midway through the season to join uh, a team in the United Arab Emirates, Al Wadiya. Yep. Uh, for a sum that allowed Songnam to make $3 million quite how much he actually went for in the end we don't really know no one really knows to be perfectly honest but yeah Songnam made $3 million on the deal uh, Thiago himself will rake in $1.5 million uh, salary as well so a good deal all round but yeah the part of the wake up Paul was that because I was falling asleep at half time in the, in the recent game at Tanchon you did tweet that the first half was one of the poorest games you've seen and you needed something to wake you up and he obviously took the hint and came over at half time so he came over at full time but I was at full time I, I wish he had come over at half time maybe he could have told someone how to score he scored one goal didn't you uh, we did yeah brand new signing Juan Jing Sun came on the pitch and seven minutes later headed the ball past the keeper yeah but terrible I guess we'll get to that when we do the the reviews yeah so right now um, oh my goodness we, we did kind of try and promise you no oohs and ahs at tonight's game uh, but the commentator will give us enough oohs for, for both of us anyway yeah so what almost 20 minutes in and uh on a one one goal down to the police, so it's a bit of a soft goal to concede, wasn't it? Yeah, we may have actually reviewed that in the intro, but anyway. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I might have done, yeah. You didn't. I did, yeah. Didn't. Anyway. Let's move on. Anyway, so yeah, it's one of the police, just so in case you didn't get it the first twice. <laughs> so Paul, what's on the agenda for tonight's game? Oh sorry, tonight's podcast. Uh the usual guff. <laughs> A bit more talk about Thiago, and I guess we'll have a rant or two. You got something to rant about tonight? Uh, I wanted to rant about 
uh, Thiago coming on uh, to the pitch at full time in a pair of jeans when he should probably come on at half time in a full uniform or full strip sorry to be honest uh, yeah I don't really have any rant this week I think everything went kind of smoothly this week as far as I'm concerned uh, I'm going to be ranting about stadium announcers particularly if this guy could keep interrupting us as we try and record does he not realise what we're doing here uh, I think he's thinking to himself why are those two why are those two white guys passing something silver between them a, a massive joint disguise as a, an mp3 player uh, right now, just so you know, someone is pitching a tent, and that's not a, and that's not a euphemism for Paul. <laughs> it's actually someone is pitching a tent for their kid to sit in because the game is that bad. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, Paul, did you go any games? I guess we'll start with like the classic, yeah. Yeah. Did you go any games this weekend? I did. I went down to Cheju. You went only for the game, uh, or was there something else on the menu? Um, I trying to be a big big tough guy but I ended up being a big Jesse and cycling around cycling halfway around Jeju and finish you would have been the only big Jesse there because the other Jesse is what well she's thankfully she's not big <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think we can I think that's a good thing right yeah um, yeah decided we would cycle from Jeju City to to the World Cup Stadium but not going straight across the island but around the coast which mm-hmm. is about 110 120 kilometers spread it over two days it's a lot more enjoyable than the match which was a load of shite so obviously we've discussed before about how Jeju kind of have this uh, jinx against Seoul where they can't beat Seoul yeah. I think they've been some like 255 years they've not beaten Seoul ever uh, we went down there last September and they won 2-1 I believe it was 2-1 uh, then we were, I was at the game I think you were away in uh, in uh, Colombia when Jeju won 3-2 this season right? Cambodia Cambodia, Colombia <laughs> same thing right? Um, so obviously this year or this time so put it right by a, a, a rousing performance and got revenge for that 3-2 defeat right? Uh, for about 20 minutes yeah <laughs> They actually went 1-0 down after 7 minutes. Another dreadful, dreadful goal to give away. Uh, Unilock, who was starting this time, he actually came good and actually scored an equaliser just before half-time. And then Pak came out in the second half, put Seoul 2-1 ahead. And they were holding their own. And then uh, one guy whose name I forget, Mr Im, he's... 19 or 20 making his debut got a second yellow card with about 15 minutes to go and within 5 minutes it all fallen apart and Sol conceded 2 goals from set pieces virtually identical from a corner on the yep. same side of the yep. pitch yep. they had a goal disallowed for alleged offside yeah. I think they conceded the equaliser then they went down the other end scored pretty much straight away yep. it was disallowed for god knows what reason and then yeah. two minutes later they conceded a third and then Cheju just basically wound the game down um, I think we've probably I'm sure this has been raised before by us but uh, do you think I mean the last season Osmar was ever present played every minute of every game yeah. uh, and was pretty much like the rock and the kind of so defence come sweeper kind of defensive midfield role yeah. uh, do you think do you think the captaincy is weighing 
too heavy on his shoulders? Do you, do you think he's struggling? Like, do you think he's he's the same player he was last year? Because like as you just said there, that you, you can see two goals from set pieces. Your first goal was a defensive lapse. It seems to be that this season there's been so many defensive mistakes. And is it? Do you think he he is struggling to be the captain? Do you think you're missing? I'm not joking here, Chad like, or do you think it's, it's something else? I mean, Osmar himself is playing quite well. He's still reading the game well. He's still making crucial tackles when the, when the opposition are attacking. But it's the sole defensive unit, just the poor. They're, they're being outpaced by an, any attacking team. They're being fooled by simple triangular balls or one-twos in the box or one-twos going down the pitch. It's, it's, but it's hard to put, it's hard to pinpoint one one weak link in the team. It's just the defensive unit itself is not working. So you don't think particularly it's like Osmar maybe being unable to exert his authority on the pitch then, no? Uh, not come to that conclusion so far, no. Okay. okay. The the offside goal. I know you, you don't want to talk about it, but I do. Uh, the offside goal, like. Oh, the goal, sorry. Let's say the disallowed goal, because we don't really know why it was disallowed. Why? Uh, can the, What do you think was the reason for it being disallowed? Because at that point it was two each, right? Yeah. At that point it was two each. Uh, what I've heard people suggesting is that basically Takahagi picked the ball up just outside the centre circle and he passed it forward to Unilock, who dribbled it into the area and then pu- cut it back for... Uh, I forget the name guy that plays very rarely just to bang into the net so the prevailing theory is that, that Unilock was offside when Takahagi played the ball forward but the, the, there's only one camera in the stadium which is on the halfway line and uh, the actual broadcast of the game zoomed into Takahagi at that point so they actually missed the pass going forward so nobody knows like when the when the ball's sort of three metres away from Takahagi yes Unilock's beat past the defender already but when it was when he actually played the ball nobody knows where he was but Speaking of Takahagi he was dropped for the starting lineup against Inchon uh, he seemed to kind of well it was this corner that, that I think got the first uh, uh, got the equaliser uh, do you think I mean did he play better against Jeju this time? Did he start this time round? He didn't start, no. I, he came on at half-time, I think, or just after half-time. I mean, not being an FC Soul fan, but... I mean, not being an FC Soul fan, but I always thought Takagi was one of your better players. Do you think Wang just doesn't see it in him? Do you think he isn't as good as Che thought he was? Like, what do you think about Takahagi? I think it's a stamina issue. I don't think I think Huang thinks he can't play full 90 minutes, so he either use him for the first 45 or the first hour, or if he I, I assume he played in I don't remember but I assume he played Chumbuk midweek, so he decided was that last week it was wasn't it. So he decided to rest him in the first half this week and then bring him on for an impact later. Uh, I guess one last thing about the game, Huang, Sak Huang. If you think about the manager that Trey replaced all those years ago, he had a really poor record in his first 10 games and he was sacked. But the fans have been quite patient with Huang so far, even though his record's far, far worse. 
Uh, a lot of people think that he's inherited this team from Che that, and that Che and Huang have very different styles so it's going to take time to get the players playing the way he wants uh, Huang does have a, had a pretty good record with Puang so I think people are assuming that it's going to take a bit of time and uh, a bit of time to mould the team in the way he wants So, hey, Do you think if, if Huang delivers the FA Cup will that be enough to keep him through next season? I guess if depends how Che does it in China, right? If Che, is, if Che is sacked at the end of the season in China, then there'll definitely be calls to bring him back to Seoul. Uh, obviously, we, we have no idea what kind of contract Huang's on, whether it's a six-month contract same through to the end of this year or whether it's a three-, four-year contract. But we'll see. Okay, so that was, uh, so that was the game. You, you went to the game on Sunday. Obviously, I went to... Uh, no, I wasn't really a game, I guess. I went to something that resembled a football match on uh, Sunday as well. Yeah. Uh, I went to Tanchon. Um, uh, finished 2-1 finished to 2-1. Well, 2-1 Blue Wings, unfortunately. But, well, probably fortunately, but I finished 2-1 to 2-1 FC. Uh, in a game that pretty much was one of the worst games I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up with a really horrendous result at the end. Um, I, I saw your tweets, and that you, at the time you you tweeted about the the insanity of the referee in giving a penalty, and then you, you took that back later. I, I did, yeah. Um, so basically, like, Su Wan were attacking, and M Chang Min. So the, basically, the guy ran in, in, in between M Chang Min and I'm not sure who their defender was. So he was kind of like sandwiched, yeah. and I looked as if he fell just on the line or just outside it. Uh, so the referee gave a free kick yeah. and the linesman gave a penalty yeah. uh, at the time I thought it was like ridiculous but having watched it but having, having watched replays now on, on YouTube I think it was actually a brilliant call uh, he was definitely filled just inside the box he, he may have been uh, part of his body was kind of crossing the line but M, M Chang Min was definitely in the box, and and it was and it was definitely a penalty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else happened in the game? The penalty should have been saved. Yeah. The Kim Gunbe, uh, who's like fourth choice goalkeeper, I guess. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. Uh, he could have touched it. Yeah. He was really disappointed that he didn't save it. Uh, it was almost the Adriano run-ups that was kind of kind of really becoming way too prevalent in the K League and just way too annoying as well. Uh, that was 1-0 no. uh, at that point in time I decided that the bathroom was calling as was the ball beer girl uh, I actually thought she was calling me over I think she was saying that's the guy police <laughs> but anyway um, so I went to the bathroom got her brought, dragged her back in my seat <laughs> this is all coming out the wrong way um, and it was only when I got back to the seat got two ball beers and turned around I realised it was 2-0 um, it was seen that not for the first time this season uh, saw number Amazingly fooled by a cutback. So Suwon broke forward. Uh, good work on the right hand side. Guy dummied uh, Songnam player, ran into the box, looked as if he was going to shoot, cut it back, and the guy from the edge of the box fired it past the goalkeeper. Which has been a goal that So scored twice at Tanchan. Is uh, Sung Jin, Song Su Jin. Saw Sung Jin, the guy who scored twice at Tanchan, the guy who scored the first goal and the third goal. Um, 
the guy that went into the military. Yeah. Um, Did you know? No, no, no. So. Jusezong. Yeah, Jusezong. Um, and I say we see me lose a lot of goals from in that area. Like where, you know, like we believe or a defender believes he's done his job. He's cleared it. That's it. I don't. I don't do anything else. And uh, if it was a goal from like probably a pretty savable goal to be honest. Yeah, after that, uh, Songnam woke up, pummeled him, uh, threw everything at them for, for the next 15 minutes. And Wang Jin Sung, uh, on his debut, seven minutes into his debut, he kicked off the bench, came on, uh, cross was fired in and he had a free header. Uh, free header. A couple, a couple of great bouncing chances, like, but free header, like, right into the. Like kind of brought it all back, right, but then I think I think as I did afterwards, like the problem with, with, with Songnam right now is Wangy Jo is Wangy Jo, and I don't think he's like a main striker. I really don't. So you think last year was a bit of a one-off to you? No, I think he was feeding off at Nam Jin Jae. I think he was feeding off at Nam Jin Jae's shots and, and and so on. But I think this year Thiago has been the main focal point. Yeah. Evans went to Thiago, yeah. so he hasn't really had to kind of do much, and now there is nobody next to him. Um, yeah, again, Kim. A new Brazilian too. He well, he wasn't there in time, obviously, yeah. Or you talk about me getting a Brazilian? Ah, uh, summertime always every year. Talking about you getting Silvino. Yes. Uh, so we brought in a new guy. We'll see how we'll see how he does, but not exactly filling me with too much confidence. But um, the, way the best you thing described him was it, it's like Igor just gone down to the, the local council office and got his name changed by Deep Paul. Uh, and a couple and a couple of tattoos. And then a Michael Jackson on himself as well, but anyway. Um, but yeah, he I think his his best season was six goals in 30 games. It's uh, still better than you and me have done. Give me 30 games in the key league and we'll see. Uh, but uh, the other thing I should say is that Peter, they in injury time, uh, had a cracking shot that was just off the bar. Oh! Do you want to talk us through that, Paul? Bit of a melee in the box, and Puchon striker had a fierce shot, slightly off target. Hit the Ansan defender and bounced just wide of the post. So, so is the score still one, still one nil, Ansan? Uh, still one nil from to Ansan, yeah. Deserved one nil. Um, it's been pretty even, I think, so far. Probably Puchon need need the points more than Ansan, don't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So yeah, P2 almost scored with an absolute cracking uh, strike. A pair of strikes. Yeah, he, he has had a pair of strikes. I think that somehow what I was going to talk about was the fact that every time anyone else other than P2 got the ball, all the Koreans around me, all the fans were, 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 were screaming, P2 Jwayo, P2 Jwayo, and it's like, uh, he's a great player, but I think you've got to kind of like trust the fact that there's 10 other players on that team as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All of whom, you know what I mean, they don't kind of ridicule everything they get the ball, do you know what I mean? Um, there was a massive crowd at the game. Again, I think they were all probably shoehorned in or press ganged in by the two councils. Who had yet another competition? I bet. Was it, was it about who would sit in the away end at the other other stadium? Uh, no, that will be realised before the end of the season. And if it's not, what what will be the, the double dare on that? Naked streak down Tanchon. Which some foreigners actually did in Shinchon the other day. So I heard, yeah, I heard, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so the bet this year, or this time, sorry, was that the winning team, sorry, the losing team, 
would have to have the winning team's uh, team flag flying above their stadium until their next home game. So it's the, it's the team flag, not the council flag? The team flag. Team flag, okay. So right now above Tanchon is the Sewan FC flag. Is it a half mast or is it a fully up? A fully up. With pride. Yeah, I mean, I think you can tell by every now and again like, the kind of video cut to him like, the, on the kind of highlight reel. Yeah. And you can see that I think the song that mayor was just like, no shit, really? Like, I thought this was a dead set win. Um, but uh, he would have been the one that made the, the bet, right? Because yeah. he's, he's the outgoing guy that does all these crazy things, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, Sonam, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff for the team. Like, a lot of good stuff. Uh, and there's no denying if I did it. It was almost full. The, the stadium was almost full. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, as I, I think I, I think I tweeted. I don't really care if they are press ganged in and if they're not real fans. Like the atmosphere was one of the best atmospheres I've seen at Tanchon, and I really hope so when FC stay up, purely for that reason. Yeah. And see the blue wings go down. Oh, of course. Talking the blue wings, how did they get on? They were in a big, big six pointer, right? Uh, yeah, they were playing John Am, right? Yeah. They're immediate neighbours in the, down at the bottom of the league. So right now Puchon have got a, a free kick chance. They're gonna bang it in. And do you reckon they'll score? Uh, nope because no one sat in go go go. <laughs> and that was one of the worst dire it was far too long and the goalie None of the Puchon players even challenged for it, right? The goalie just came out yeah. to the edge of the 18-yard box and caught it. And he's injured himself in the process. Either that or he's doing sit-ups to show how hard he is. Um, well, you did say it was pretty long. So, um, Chun Nam Dragons against Suwon Blue Wings. Finished 3-0 to the home team. That's a pretty devastating defeat for the Blue Wings, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was probably, like, they were probably hoping to at least come back with at least a point, if not all three. Um, I didn't notice that Jair, Jair, Jawar, like the, uh, John Am's new Brazilian, uh, I think, he, okay, I guess that was his first full debut, I guess, and, and it's the goal just before halftime. Oh! Uh, penalty! Penalty? Nope, diving. Nope, free kick to Ansan. Uh, you're talking about Jair? Yeah. You were not me. Yeah, uh, he, netted, he he scored just before half time. Okay. Uh, actually, I saw I saw little bits of this on 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 Neighbor, and uh, the Blue Wings just look they just look like a team that are just have nothing in them, no imagination, no creativity, no confidence, no passion. Like, I don't think they'll go down. I really don't think they'll they'll get. I, I mean, I really don't see them getting relegated. But if there's a team that probably deserves relegated, it's probably them. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that was an amazing piece of skill there by by the Ansan Police. The ball came in. The guy kind of overhead flicked it, uh, but saved by the keeper. Reverse reverse bicycle kick, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not quite a scorpion. Uh, it was pretty sweet. It was a corner to Ansan. I guess we'll see if anything comes of this. But, but yeah, um, I think definitely uh, uh, Blue Wings 
as I said, probably should be relegated just by being a team that size. The last year finished second, yeah. and uh, right now we're down at the bottom. Like it, they're having like an absolute mare of a season, uh, but I don't think they will get. Re- I don't think they'll be in the playoff. I still think no. I, th- I think there's enough about them to take to kind of get out of the situation that they're in. Yeah, probably they're, they're jammy, and they've still got the cup semi-finals to look forward to. So all's not lost. It'd be nice to see them get relegated, and well, I'm not saying it'd be nice to see them win the cup, but if they did win the cup and get relegated, it'd be nice to see them playing in the ACL as a second-tier team. Um, Inchon also played on Saturday. They followed up their their win against Ulsan with a trip to Pohang. Do you know how they got on there? Um, I think it was one 0 to Pohang at half time, I believe. I think I saw, I think I saw the first goal, and maybe turned it off after that. Uh, Yang Donghyung, Yang Donghun again. That was their second goal. Second goal, yeah, that's goal I saw then. First goal was scored by a guy called Lulinha, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, he's like the new Brazilian sign, I guess. Yeah, so I know that uh, the 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 team of the week, they're. Uh, the Iraqi player Ali Abbas yeah. got te- got in- got in team of the week, so he must have obviously had a pretty a pretty good game. Yeah, but Lulinha L- opened up the scoring with a penalty after 23 minutes, and then Yang Donghyung sneaked in a second just before half time. And then second half, Incheon tried to come back, and th- your man Kevin pulled one back with about 15 minutes to go, and then as they Presumably still celebrating in the stands. Young, Yang Donghyun came back and got a third for Puang and shut, ended the game basically. So I mean, I, I guess we'll go into the Thiago transfer later, as we said that we would. But definitely, uh, as a Songnam fan, if I was looking at anyone, I would want them to spend the money that they got on. It would probably be Kevin Orris. Yeah. I think Kevin Orris. Not Adriano. Nah, I think I think Adam. I really don't like Adriano. Um, I think Kevin Orris. Um, as a, as a team player, I think Adriano was a as a individual player. To be perfectly honest, uh, I think uh, I think Oris on the end of some of Peter's crosses would be would be fantastic. So also, I guess on Saturday was that Sangju versus Kwangju. Oh, that was obviously. I think we predicted that it's been a very easy home win. Sangju must have went back up to third on the table with that one, definitely. Uh, no, they didn't. They got absolutely humped. So where uh, Seoul went down Sangju a couple of weeks ago and were poor, Kwangju went there and did the business, scored four goals, one in the first half, and then three, three throughout the second half. Uh, good win for them, but I guess part of it was down to the fact that uh, Sangju had a guy sent off after 25 minutes, so they played most of the match in presumably energy-sapping hot conditions with 10 men. Did the Patriots score? Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. It was written on his career name rather rather than the Patriot. <laughs> okay, sorry, Paul. So, so that makes him now official clear top goalscorer. Yeah, because he was joint top with with Thiago. So I guess I'm 14 goals, Thiago and 13. Yeah. So last season, Edu stormed the scoring charts in the first half of the season, and then he buggered off to China, right? Mm. And it took a while for anyone to actually catch him. So he's going to be around for the second half of the season. Do you think he can make an impact on the, the Golden Boot race? You've, you've got to imagine that Edu's just going to like tear the league up again. I, I mean, you've got to imagine, I mean, if John Booker currently sitting, was it 14, 15 points clear, 13 points, whatever it is, you, you've got to imagine that we Edu. Spoiler. 
It's about you've got to imagine that we do in their team. They're just going to absolutely romp the the rest of the season, right? Um, Since you brought them up, should we find out how they how did they get on on Sunday? Uh, they were playing Ulsan. Yep. And what many. I guess many, not FSO fans obviously, but many fans thought we would be the only team that could push them uh, this season, or the second half of the season. Also, they've been in a pretty good run of form. Granted, they've lost midweek, but they've still been in a pretty good run of form, like, like, apart from that game. Uh, good players like you know, Kova, Mendy, and so on. Um, but I think it was one a little bit just too much for them, yeah? Yeah, uh, they ended up losing 2-1. Uh, I don't think they were. I don't think Chomba were ever seriously troubled, were they? So, I mean, Ulsan did open the scoring, but it was somewhat, somewhat against the run of play. But then, two goals in two minutes from uh, Lopez and the Wookie, they put Sol, uh, put Chumbuk two one ahead with ten minutes to go, and a last minute red card didn't upset that. So, the, the red card was for Ulsan or for Chumbuk? Or Chumbuk. It's not like the fifth red card of the season or something, the fourth or something. Do seem to have had a lot. Yeah. And they always seem to be in the last minute as well, have you noticed that? Yeah. Um talking about the Wookiee, I know that he he scored it. I heard it was apparently Wookiee Day. Wookiee Day. So they gave out like twenty thousand armbands in his favourite colour. And he played crap until he scored the goal apparently. Uh, I'm not sure if it's true or not. But I believe the Ambrans were yellow, because apparently that is his favourite colour. So he's apparently shaved his head to look like Mendy, and he had a special rookie day as well. Um, so I'll be interested to see quite if they have any other fan days, because he has not had quite the impact that his signing was supposed to have. He scored on his debut against Seoul, and I think the goal this weekend might have been his first goal since then. Maybe, maybe there's one other in between, but... He's been, yeah, low impact so far. Yeah, it's not quite been exciting that, we're, that everyone kind of thought it was going to be, yeah? So how does that leave the table then? Well, John Book top. Yep, they're now 14 points clear of Seoul, who are still in second. Which is amazing, because they've won one game in five. One game in more than five, I think. Yeah, yeah, more than five, yeah. Uh, so, so we're second on 34 points? Yep. Ulsan third on 34 points. Then Songnam 4th on 33, Sangju 5th on 32, Cheju 6th on 31, Kuang 7th on 30, and then Kwangju 28, and then you got the bottom four who are a little bit adrift. Yeah. So basically, well this weekend, I, I know that Pohang travel is so this weekend, right? Yeah. Which well, I guess we are all doing in the previews, but I mean, you, you've got to imagine that it's so tight between like 2nd and 7th. That if Pohang had to win again, that really would put the cat amongst the pieces in terms of okay, so we'll still be second, but you're talking about then the top seven teams all being within like one point of each other, yeah? Yeah, but it's coming down to the fact uh, we just done round 22, right? So we're two thirds of the way through the, the regular uh, round robin bit, which means each, each team's now got 11 games left to make 11 games left to uh, sort of get their spot in the top six or and uh, looks like it might go down to the wire this year with coming into the final couple of rounds with any any five of eight or nine teams going in 
Right, the, the whistle's just gone here for half time, and I assume they're going to be doing some music or something. So, should we pick this up in the second half? I think we should, just so you know, like, if you're getting annoyed by the commentator talking over us, it won't be happening in the second half. And we'll have a word, alright? Welcome back to 48 Shades of Football, our special live edition from Puchon. Indeed. Uh, you join us midway through the second half. What's happened while we've been away? Well, first of all, I'd like to apologise uh, that the second half content may have a, a certain slur to it for the first half content. A racial slur? Had. A racial slur? Uh, not, not, not racial, more like a cast slur. We've <laughs> uh, obviously, it's been we're two more beers in on a very humid night. Uh, speaking of two, it's also uh, two naughty Ansan as well. Uh, ball came in from the right hand side and a beautiful volley in the box by E. Hyunsung. E. Hyunsung. Uh, two now on the night, probably deserved. The Ansan Foreign Supporters Club will be delighted, except none of them seems to be here. Yeah, it would be really good if one of them at least had made the effort to come and bang a drum. I but, uh, yeah, none of them are here. We, we've been looking, we, we've not spotted a single Ansan fan at all, have we? Yeah, uh, there's none here at all. The, the way end is completely empty, and it doesn't look as if, it's, or doesn't sound as if, with any in any other stand either. When when they scored just five minutes ago, I didn't see anyone leaping up or doing anything. It might actually be the first game I've ever been to where there's no away fans at all. The only person who leaped up when Ansan scored was, in actual fact, national team manager Uli Sleeky. Yep. Who then ripped off his shirt to expose a police uniform? <laughs> Not quite sure where he's going afterwards. And <laughs> but anyway, in the interim, he did give us a brilliant 30-minute in-depth interview on his thoughts on the Korean national team and why he only picks overseas Korean players. He did indeed. He did, Unf yeah. Unfortunately, Mark, being the twat that he is, forgot to press the record button, so it's I all it's all lost in the ethers. But uh, so what we're going to do is that we're going to put it on a podcast in the future, and basically I'm going to interview myself, and I'm going to put on a really racist German accent, like hair flick. <laughs> yeah, like I am hair flick from the Gestapo. I don't pick no one. That may not have been German, but anyway. So yeah, so we did a, we did interview him. Uh, he's actually a really nice man, uh, Balding. I was um, surprised by the Geordie accent, to be honest. <laughs> I was surprised that he actually was really. Like, when that ball came over, and and he went to trap it, and he fell over the ball and it landed in his face. I, I was I was surprised by that, to be honest, because I, I I remember watching him with that big moustache and, and all that hair. <laughs> Play for Germany in the 1920s. To be honest, I, I was kind of put off by the way the kind of the flirting that you two were doing, so I kind of tuned out at that point. Well, you did mention pitching a tent earlier on, so uh, I guess <laughs> I guess he was pitching one at that point. Anyway, we should probably get onto the the, the football rage content before the beer takes over, right? Um, yes, we should. Yeah. Just before half time, we'd finished reviewing the K League Classic, which means we got the challenge to do. Yep, nothing happened. Okay. Um, what 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 happened at the weekend? Obviously, most of the games are either in the second half or at half time at the moment. So we'll get to those presumably at the end. 
um, what happened at the weekend? Well, I think uh, the biggest thing at the weekend was that. <coughs> so, sorry. I think, uh, yeah, again, they, you know, obviously Martin Rennie, you know, the, the good friend of the podcast, you know, was like removed of his of his position. Um, and uh, Elan since then seemed to have kind of crawled slightly, but surely up up, up the table. Uh, they had, you know, they were unbeaten in four games, I think, maybe even five games yeah. and, until then. And even Dan Harris was like smiling again. Uh, the weekend, they had a pretty tough one against against uh, Dejan. Yep. Who, uh, I guess, were their closest like kind of rivals, you know, like kind of under them in the table. Yep. Uh, that game finished finished one each actually. Yep. It was a home game. Uh, Clayton, sorry, Carlisle Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, got what I believe is his first game of the season and almost his first start uh, under the new coach as well to kind of equalise uh, I think it was one each at half time and then second half I believe was kind of a, a little bit pedestrian yeah so I think that was a, that, that was a big one like, also other big news was that uh, Ansan drew as well with Chunju that's a poor result yep uh, Daegu drew with Anyang okay so they're killing another poor result did anyone actually win uh, yep Pusan lost at home. Ah, that was three goals in the last ten minutes, right? Yeah, to uh, Gyeongnam, they were leading 2-0, and then three goals in two minutes. Two by Song Soo-young and one by Jang Eun-kyu. Pusan's first goal was sweet, really good. That was scored, scored by. by Pop. Yeah. Yep. It was really well taken. I have actually heard, though, that in the dressing room, no one likes him, because he's a bit of a weasel. <laughs> Uh, the other game on Sunday finished uh, Gang 1 0, Goyang 0. So, obviously, the influence of Louise Louise uh, is not quite made it there yet. Although she did Facebook me later on. Oh, different Louise, sorry. Um, and then on the Monday game, oh, yeah, you, Monday game it was. Uh, Monday game? No Monday game. I thought you'd done five games already. Four. Huh? When? It's on Monday. I'm talking about tonight. That's today, you muppet. Oh, yeah, so that was so. Basically, the table looked like Ansan on top still. Uh, Gang one second, Vegu third, Butch on fourth, Elan fifth. Alright. Uh, we'll get to the tonight's games in a bit, I guess, since at least this one's still going on. I think there were seven, seven, seven thirty, and 8 o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, they, they were all kind of staggered, which I guess is probably. In, in honour of our walk home at the subway station. Yep. Uh, but we'll get to those right at the end. Uh, you want to talk a bit more about Thiago's transfer saga? I one, but I guess I have to. Um, I think. I think they. Well, I mean, another one to say about it is, you know, like. It's one of those things that it was, it was announced at the beginning of the season as Songnam signed Thiago. Yeah. Okay? Last year it was announced as. Pohang signed Thiago. Yeah. It turned out Pohang never signed him either. So Pohang got him on loan for yeah. one season. Yeah. They may or may not have had the option to keep him permanently, I don't know. But he went back to Brazil. Then or back to his parent club. Um then Songnam took him on loan for a year. So I think we often hear these things like, you know, signing of Brazilian, signing of this player, but I think a, a lot of time it actually doesn't happen to be a sign, it's just like a, a long-term loan deal. Um, and I think Thiago is one of the ones that it worked with. Yeah. Like, um, I'm fairly certain that if 
Albadar had not come in from, he would have kept playing for Songnam until someone did. Um, uh, he was, he's been really successful this season. He's, he was an absolute revelation, a brilliant play for us. And I think it's like, kind of makes you wonder like, about some of the other transfers, you know, like, for example, Sue won Blue Wings really easily got rid of Higor. Yeah. To allow them to bring in, you know, like Jonathan and Castalian. So, it's like, can I make you wonder is exactly what these players are actually signed on? What kind of contract is it? Like what, like that idea of a signing, like who actually has been signed and who's not been signed? Obviously, Adi, so was signed by So. Yep. You would imagine, originally he was on loan. Then So must have made the deal permanent. Adriano is a different case because he was a bit of an arsehole with, with, with Dejan and I believe his contract was ripped up. So, I don't think he's on loan at So. I think he was signed by So. But when you look at players such as uh, Everton Santos, yep. like, you know, who was once at Songnam, then it's, it's so, and then went from so to Ulsan last year to make way for Adriano. It's like, so are they just loaned out to the K-League? Are they loaned out to, how can they, you know what I mean, like, they're not actually players of that team, otherwise they couldn't be quite so easily moved around, right? Because there's never any transfer fees. But, but in the Thiago case, right? The interesting thing is that he's been on loan at Songnam and now he's been sold from his Brazilian club to the, the Middle East. We assume that the UAE team's actually signed him on a permanent deal, right? It's not, it's not a loan. Sounds that way, yeah. But Songnam have got $3 million for that transfer with the Brazilian club uh, getting anywhere between $12 million and nothing, depending on who you believe. So I, I think this is the biggest thing. I think like it was reported um, earlier on, on Sunday afternoon yeah. that by by various sources that um, Songnam had a clause in the contract that said they would receive 20% of any transfer fee. Yeah. Now, if you take that as being literally what the contract said, yeah. that means that Thiago went for $15 million. That means that Thiago went for twice, no, sorry, more than twice what, what Kim ki went for. There's no way... There's no way Thiago went for $50 million, right? That, 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 that didn't happen. So what you have to imagine then is that either Sonam made 20% of the $3 million, yeah. or Sonam had a clause in the contract that said X percent, not 20%, maybe 50%, maybe 75%, maybe 100% of the transfer fee we get. And nobody seems to know the exact details. So I, I did a bit of research online, and what the report said is that Songnam have received $3 million. Songnam had a clause which said they would receive a transfer fee in the case where he was sold midway through his loan period. And it implied that they would get all of the transfer yeah. fee rather than a percentage. But yeah. that would seem a bit odd that the, uh, the, the, selling, the Brazilian club wouldn't get anything for a player that they own. Well, what I'm going to kind of imagine here is that what I think happened was that he was probably in the last year of his contract. Yeah. He was loaned out to Songnam uh, with the idea that Songnam could make the move permanent at the end of the season. Yeah. Or if the Brazilian club sold him during the season, Songnam would get all the money. Because he technically was no longer a Brazilian. No, he was rested with the Brazilian team as their as their player. Yeah. But I think he was actually on loan with a view to say, to sign a permanent deal with Songnam. That's how I view it. That's why Sonam got the whole three million. 
So his his replacement, Carlos Tevez, is a. Uh, yeah, Carlos Tevez. We actually replaced him with five Brazilians. Um, yeah, his replacement, Sovinho, looks like the kind of guy who, who would be serving you uh, the bad T-bone steak in Copacabana in the back alleys of Itiwan at like 4 a.m. in the morning, do you know what I mean? Uh, he doesn't really look... I'm not convinced he's going to be a suitable replacement, to be honest. But the one thing I've always said is that Kim Hak Bum is kind of astute at these things. Yep. Like last year, he had... Uh, he had Ricardo, Lucas, and Jorginho all forced upon him by the council. Yeah. When he got, he signed his own man. He signed Reina, Yeah. Who wasn't that bad a player, to be honest. Scored a few goals. Did reasonably well for Sunderland. This year he signed Thiago and Peter. Yeah. Peter was, in my mind, is the best player in the K League. Uh, Thiago has been a has been a revelation, as I said as well. Yeah. So, if Hackbam has been allowed to pick his own replacement, then I'm going to say he saw something in Sofino. But unfortunately, I get the impression he's been told to sign Sofino. But uh, at least let let the guy play a game or two. Yeah, that will do. I mean, I think it's unfair. Five minutes. I think it's unfair that we've judged Igor so so far because we haven't really seen him play in the six months he he was here. Uh, no one has seen him play in his career. <laughs> Igor is currently on his way back on a plane to open up his own beach restaurant, I think. I get the feeling you'll probably see Igor in some sort of like, like B-rated uh, hip-hop video singing Hattie, Hattie, Hattie in the next couple of weeks. Okay, what else have we got to talk about tonight then? Yeah, I think Tech was, a big, was the, kind of the, the big thing for me. Like, uh, I think it's... I think it's opened my eyes to a lot of things that may or may not have happened in previous seasons in the league. Uh, just one last thing to touch on is that you guys obviously had Rafael Costa. Yeah. Uh, a guy who you signed on a four-year deal, but yet who played two games and was loaned out to like 13 clubs. Yeah. Uh, again, sounds like, was that a four-year loan deal? Was that, uh, I mean, you watch with the Cayo move from John Brook to Suwon. I think it's kind of shed a lot of light on, on what could or not be, what might or might not be, sorry, in these Brazilian players' contracts. And uh, for, for me, that's the biggest news of the week, uh, is the Thiago thing and how it's panned out. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, we will see more more Thiagos, more Adis, more Adrianos, and less Higors, Caios, and Luos, Leos, Lulanios. And so on, yeah. Okay, have you got something to rant about today? Yeah, that might have been a rant. My only other rant is like, Songnam fans, stop singing Peter Joao. It's kind of annoying. I don't have, I don't, I don't really have anything like, uh, I think, as much as losing the Sioux one was, was tough to take, um, the atmosphere was amazing, the crowd was huge. And I agree with the, I I agree with the idea of the comp of of the bet. Yeah. And I'm happy those kind of things bring fans in. For me, uh, I want to make a bit of a rant about the uh, stadium announcers at Korean grounds. Um, obviously, the guy tonight here has interrupted us quite a few times with his g trying to g up the the hundred or so fans that are here. The guy at Cheju was really bad as well. Kept 
coming in at inopportune in moments and trying to cheer on the Cheju fans. And um, as I told you the other day, I had heard that this kind of thing was against FIFA regulations, so I looked it up. And yes, for FIFA tournaments, there is very strict rules about what you can and can't do for a straight stadium announcer. I guess the K League's not a, a FIFA tournament, is it? Yeah. So I looked at the K League rules, and in the K League tournament rules, they give you they give a list of about ten things that you must say, but there's no there's no specific things about what, what you can or what you can't say. So I guess this kind of thing's allow allowable, but I don't like it. I mean, I think I think I told you earlier that the 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 guy at Solnam got a lot of. Uh, they got a hard time maybe like two two seasons maybe two three seasons maybe two three years ago bang on cue yeah. it's a corner by the way that's why he's, he's chipping in but like two or three years ago they, they, the Songnam guy got a bit of a hard time for trying to start songs and what was happening is he would start a chant yeah. and the ultras would sing over it um, he seems to have stopped doing it um, we don't really hear it that much at Songnam anymore and I think it's something that, you know, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of them, to, to, to be honest. I'm not a big fan of, like, like the commentator should be there to give emergency, you know, like, like substitutions, emergency details, that's it. Official announcements, yep. that's it. Yeah. But we're just, like, old-fashioned that way, aren't we? Okay. So I guess the next thing to move on to is a preview of the weekend's games. Yep. Are you going somewhere? Uh, I'm going to go to Inchon on Sunday. Is that where you're playing, or is that just because that's the, the nearest game you can get to? Uh, my girlfriend told me, she said to me last weekend, You never take me anywhere! So I'm going to get to Inchon Airport to say goodbye to me. <laughs> oh, Inchon is where Sonam are playing. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm protecting uh, an, away, an away win for Sonam. I guess so. Um, what other games are there this weekend? Uh, you're playing Pohang. Pohang at home, yep. Um, uh, obviously, Pohang away was the first game after Trey left, but before Pohang had actually come in, so it's his first time to play against them. I'm not expecting much to be honest because they've already beaten us twice this season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jumbo. Uli's Uli just come over to say hello again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the other ones are uh, so the other games keep coming up we have like uh, John Book are playing Gwangju home win home win uh, Ulsan are playing Jonam home win home win uh, Suwon and that was Shits are playing Sangju nil nil draw I hope it's a 14 nil away win but anyway uh, I'm going to go for a home win there you go controversial yeah that's the Saturday games and the Sunday games are Inchon Songnam, as I said, uh, away win. Yep. Uh, so Pohang, I'm going to win a draw. And uh, the Blue Wings, the the Oranges. Uh, uh, and this current form, I'm going to say, actually, I was at the That's really quick. I was at that game just a few weeks ago. Oh, the Jeju were absolutely atrocious and lost one up to Suwon, one not to Suwon. I'm going to say Jeju will get revenge, Suwon. Okay. Um, it's yeah. the highlight in the classic. That was the highlight. The highlight in the challenge uh, will probably be 
the fact that um, well depending on how these games go tonight but you're probably looking at it saying that the big game probably the big game is going to be uh, gang one at home to Eland uh, I think the main question for me is Seoul have been atrocious for the last six weeks or so this well, we've moved on from the okay, uh, I know that but there's a point I was trying to make before you so rudely interrupted me okay they've clung on to second because everyone else around them has been equally poor didn't they'll still be second by the time of next week's podcast no okay they'll be like fifth or sixth fourth or third and of course next week we've got Seoul Songnam uh, Songnam Seoul midweek midweek yeah uh, we're going to podcast before or after <laughs> hey, my intention is to take a half day, so if you can make a half day, there's podcast before. I can't. So there's podcast the day before. The day on Tuesday? Yeah. So we don't, we don't need to do previews of that round of fixtures tonight? Nope. Suffice to say that, are we going to have a bet in place? Well, indeed, I lost the last one. We didn't have a second one, actually. I lost the first one. So I guess we'll have a second one in place, uh, and that will be that the loser has to fly the opposition team's home shirt above their house until the next home match. Okay. The uh, the comment the stadium announcers got excited. That's because just hit the 90th minute. They've announced three minutes of time added on to get two goals to get a point. Not going to happen, is it? Uh, nope. Can we also listen? There's been a thousand and fifty-five people here as well. Uh, it's pretty good attendance for a midweek here, is it not? I'm not sure. If, if the rumor is that there was only going to be 300, and then they heard that we were coming here to podcast live. It's, the, it's those tweets you made earlier this afternoon. It was. They, they, they saw "Hello Venus," "Hello Venus," wet, <laughs> and thought something else. Uh, yes. Um, match is surely going to peter out now is it not um, Puchon they've held their own again but they've had half chances but nothing really no no really good chances some odd substitutions as well right because they brought two guys on at half time and then brought their made their third substitution five minutes into the second half it's hard to say anything other than Einstein deserve it to be honest they've controlled it haven't they so yeah okay alright I guess we'll get back to you after, after full time with the, uh, the the results as we know them so, we'll be back in a minute. Alrighty, so that game tonight finished, as we said, finished Puchon now, Ansan 2. This, I guess, keeps Ansan Police top of the league. Yep. Uh, there are big games. Uh, earlier on we had uh, Gyeongnam versus Chunju. Paul, how did that one go? Gyeongnam won 2-0. Okay. Keeping up their push up the table, trying to overcome that 10 point gap. Okay, uh, then we had... Then we had uh, Goyang versus Busan. Did Busan manage to get what must be their first, sort of their first one in a month? Uh, they did, they got a, a goal very early on in that through Nielsen. 
Um, we were saying the guy who came back, right? Yeah. He left. We were saying they came back again. Yeah. Okay, so. Leaves Koyang firmly rooted at the bottom of the table. And Pusan, not much better off, but. Yeah. The other two games are still ongoing. So. So we have with Anyang v Tejan. 15 minutes ago, Anyang are beating Tejan 1 0. Okay, sweet. And uh, Elan versus Degu. Elan obviously, obviously humping, humping the Southerners, keeping their their uh, playoff hopes alive. Uh, they might be humping the Southerners, but Paolo Sergio scored two goals to give Tego a two 0 lead with 15 minutes to go. So. A man, I would take a song name any day of the week. Okay, yep, that Paolo Sergio, like, he came in with a bit of a pedigree. Uh, he hasn't been a chump, and uh, yeah, he's one of my pals. Seems about to start raining here, so you better take Okay, so basically that's it. So basically, look at the challenge. Please go to win it. Uh, Eland had a chance after, well, I guess with Butch on losing, Eland could have had a chance to maybe get close to them or even leapfrog them. They've blown it. Uh, looking very much like police win and everyone else vying for playoff places. Yeah, so all that remains is to choose the outro music. Oh, I guess tonight we had Bush on putting against the police. Do you have something particularly John Koo Loy? I do. Take it away, Maestro.